Happy Sunday, guys. It's me, Lance Thrower, the Lance Thrower Podcast. This is my website, which is lancethrower.com. What I want to talk to you guys today about is the website, firefighterswithoutborders.org, and exactly what goes on in Firefighters Without Borders. Now, Firefighters Without Borders is not associated with uh, Doctors Without Borders, Medicos Sin Fronteras, or uh, Bomberos Sin Fronteras. It's a Canadian company out of Toronto, and they get equipment from places like Belgium or the Netherlands or somewhere where they've got old uniforms, old equipment. And they donate that equipment to needy fire departments, not just in Latin America. I just happen to be in Latin America doing exactly this. And so the most recent thing that the, because there's nothing going on right now because of coronavirus. And when you want to volunteer, you go right to the website, firefighterswithoutborders.org. And then where it says volunteer with us, it says they're looking for passionate individuals, volunteer team. And uh, they have courses and they have classes throughout the year, like most departments do. Uh, but specifically, we want to talk about this because this is where you know the rubber hits the road. A lot of these countries do not have equipment. Like I said in the last podcast, I've been to a fire department that before they even were established in that town. The backstory is the hotel caught fire. The people running around like, where are the firefighters? Well, there is no fire department. And then soon thereafter, they got their first donation, which was an old beat up Jeep that had a pump on it. And they got one uniform. And like I said, these guys shared one uniform. The gloves, the pants, the jacket, the hood, everything. And um, as a result, they, after 10 or 12 years, they were a fully functioning department. Fully trained, too. So back to this website. If you go onto their main website, Firefighters Without Borders, uh, you'll see... Um, the events that past events and so on and and you'll see exactly what you know they sort they, they basically sort sort out all the equipment and they put them in containers and they send them on down to Latin America I think one last year was to Bolivia and the equipment that they got was from Belgium and about them specifically is they they train people and it's not Uncommon training, you know, it's um, hazmat and some water rescue and yeah, good things like that. But if you want to get involved, you want to volunteer, you can do this route. If you want to be on a different level, you may want to be down here in Latin America. You can pick a country, doesn't really matter. I can help you in each one of these countries and just to give you some background, I have experience in Costa Rica, Nicaragua, Panama, Colombia, Chile, Argentina, and Ecuador. If you like any of those countries, Dominican Republic too, been in the Dominican Republic, did not work there, didn't volunteer uh, with these organizations. This was right after the earthquake and we were just donating shoes. 
It was just me and a group of just private people that wanted to help out. So anyway, on to this. Um, this is a good website. It's a good organization. I recommend that you uh, sign up. Also, guys, I want to mention too that there is a, a phone number on my podcast website where you can click to ask questions. And you can leave a voice recording onto that message, onto that uh, phone number, and I'll answer it on the air uh, next time. Okay, so back to Firefighters Without Borders. It's a completely, it is a um, completely volunteer organization. And I'm gonna read the bottom here. Thank you the McLean Foundation for their generous donation of $5,000 to support our fire safety improvement prevention project in La Casul, First Nation. So I'm assuming that's one of their indigenous tribes that uh, now has a fire department, now their pumper truck. And let's see, what did they do? It says, okay, with help from St. Catherine's Fire Department, Firefighters Without Borders was able to equip a donated truck with nozzles, hoses, ladders, and other equipment such as pike poles, tripods, lighting, oh, that's nice, for the benefit of La Casul, First Nation. And it says to read more about this initiative, click here. And it's pretty nice, good story, uh, but there's many, many more like that. And if it's a, listen, if you're in a municipality, it's purely voluntary, all you get is donations, then you know what it's like down here in Latin America. The good thing is, you can be a little more, how do I put it, free down here. Um, that means that you say you want to become a fireman, you want to become a firefighter. However, some things happen when you're younger. You go to apply for academy and you get rejected. Well, there's a lot of conditions when you go to work for a municipality in the U.S. and North America. They're very strict. There's a handful of policies that don't make sense to me, but I don't make the rules. However, I do know the rules down here in Latin America. You pick a country. I'll help you pick a city that would be a good place for you uh, to get positioned. And then after that, it's up to you. You do the research. You decide what it is that you want to do. Now, like I said, firefighting is broken down into several pieces, but most of it, all the departments have their specific specialties. You know, if you're a hazmat guy, great. We have hazmat problems incidents all the time. Maybe you want to work for a rather large company. You could work for Toyota. You could work for um, one of the bigger factories down here. Nissan's down here. Volkswagen's down here. Audi is down here. And they have their own fire departments. And you could work for an oil company. And they have their own fire departments and security teams and paramedics and EMTs. All that is at if not equivalent to the standards of the US, because we, we're all under the same regulations. Handful of things you gotta, hoops you gotta jump through in order to get residency and a visa and all that stuff, but it's not impossible and it's quite smooth and it's not expensive. So my first tip is you decide what country that you wanna go to. Then you wanna visit that country. Some people have been to Colombia since I started the podcast, this is 2020, 20 times. And they've been around to 
places like Medellin, they've been to Cartagena, they've been to Cali. So they go to the big cities, they're checking it out, see if they like it there. And if they don't like it, so what? You pick another country and you go for it, you get after it. Remember, you're gonna need a lot of things in order for you to come down because you gotta show, hey look, I'm interested in this academy, so that's a student visa. Say you're a volunteer, you're already a fireman, and you wanna come down, you're retired, you're ex-military, whatever your situation is, and you come down and you can apply. You can actually go online and check out most of the departments in every single country in Latin America. Most of it's gonna be on Facebook because a lot of times these people do not have funding to put up a website, so they pick the easiest, cheapest thing, which is Facebook or Instagram or what have you. There's no Latin American version down here. They're actually more addicted to Facebook than I believe the Americans used to be, and definitely more than Europeans, because Europeans have abandoned Facebook almost entirely, and um, because of privacy issues and all that stuff, but that's neither here nor there. But most of the departments that are involved, they do have a Facebook page, and they have an Instagram page, and I recommend that you go check that out. While my dogs are barking, I'm going to take a break, and we'll come back in the next episode, and we're going to talk about placement. Take care.